We got some big-time Game 2 tee-ups. Who's starting in net for the Devils? Who should start in net for the Oilers? We're going to break it all down on Friday's episode of the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Thank you for joining us. Your Locked On Fantasy Hockey, your daily podcast on fantasy hockey. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome back inside the lab, everybody, and happy Friday. It is the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast, and thank you for making us your first listen every single day. The fantasy hockey season has passed, but the playoffs are heating up in a very big way still. And then we got to also take a look out west for the Edmonton Oilers goaltending situation. Are they going to be turning back to potentially Jack Campbell? Or is it Stuart Skinner back in the cage? We're going to talk about that as well, Steele. And, of course, big-time bets. A lot of things in between that you and I have seen from both of these series. I'm excited to talk about it. What about these Carolina Hurricanes, though? Starting to flex their muscle. And there's a few things I want to talk about here as well. But what about your take on who the Devils go with in Game 2 here Friday night? Yeah, I think it should be Akira Schmidt. I think he's earned that right for the New uh, the New Jersey Devils. You know, coming in in the first round, you know, in, in exchange for Vitek Vanacek and standing tall on his head, he only had one bad game, five mm-hmm. goals against in that first round against the Rangers. But he's earned the right. And he made uh, eight saves on 11 shots. It's not great by any means in game one against the Hurricanes, but he only had one bad goal. If you look at the actual goals themselves, the first goal by Brett Pesci, there was eight guys standing in front of Akira Schmidt screening mm-hmm. him. There was no mm-hmm. possible way that any goaltender would be able to see that puck. So Fair. can't blame him on that. He was screened by so many guys. And even on number on the second goal for the Hurricanes, your boy, Seth Jarvis, just absolutely roofed it. With having a good shot. series, too. He's having a good series, and he's having a good postseason at that as well. So I, I don't blame him for the first two goals. I think there's a question on, you know, a little bit of, he was out of the out of the crease a little bit too far. He pushed himself too far on that third goal from uh, Cockney-Emmy. Mm. But, yeah, eight saves on 11 shots isn't good enough, but I don't think by any means it was his fault. If you look at the team as a whole, they only had one shot after the first period. They had nine shots through the, for, through the first two periods. So mm. the offensive group wasn't there for the New Jersey Devils. You know, defensively, they, they came out very flat. They were nowhere to be found in the first half of the game. They actually scored on their second shot, uh, you know, five minutes into the second period. So they weren't getting any offensive mm-hmm. zone time. They weren't getting any pucks to the net. The defensive group as a whole just wasn't there. Again, like they were flat. They were chasing the puck. Uh, the Hurricanes really just took it right to them. So, yeah. you know, Vitek Vanacek, you, it's great to see him back in the crease because obviously he wants to be there. But Akira Schmidt earned that right, and he still, he still has earned that right to start in game two. He's just been on such a special heater. You got to still stick with the hot hand. And I think I agree with you on the the breakdown of the goals. So I don't even need to rehash what happened. It was the right move to pull him, though. You got to try and salvage every single situation. And sometimes it's just that energy. I say you go back to him. He's been the hot hand. And I think his numbers have proved it. 935 save percentage steal. 1.84 goals against, and he was really the main reason that I think the tides turned for the New Jersey Devils, and that's right at the top of my notes here. 
aside from that balanced attack from the Hurricanes, which I think that deserves some credit because you and I talked a lot about knowing that the Hurricanes' Achilles heel was maybe not being able to pour on that offensive attack, and now they're getting it done from a bunch of different characters, a bunch of different lines, and, of course, from the back end, which we know is essential for this team as well. So those things are happening, but here we go, Steele, with the New Jersey Devils' maybe lack of experience starting to show a little bit. Is that a thing? I don't know because I think they might bounce back in game two. We're going to talk a little bit about that in big time bets. Here's my main takeaway. I think it's got to be Schmid, Schmid, however you say it. But Freddie Anderson starting for the Carolina Hurricanes again was my other thing I wanted to highlight and ask you. I think they should have been going with Freddie the whole time. I don't think it was a mistake to go with Ronta. I just think Freddie has earned that right as the younger, more skilled goaltender. I think he's having a great postseason in his last two starts. He's proved it. That was the crazy thing. I, I forgot to mention that uh, in yesterday's episode that Frederick Anderson, only after playing two games this postseason, was like top 10 in Conn Smythe trophy voting or uh, Conn Smythe uh, trophy weird. odds there. Yeah. It was very weird to see. But to me, I, I don't think it's been a mistake by uh, by Brenda Moore whatsoever to start Auntie Ronta in that first mm. round series. I think the coaching staff realized sure. that they have two incredible goaltenders. Yeah, Frederick Anderson, if you look at his overall track record well, he is the starting goaltender. But when you've got two guys that come in and over the last few years have put up the numbers they have, they have full faith, full trust in their For guys. Sure. So I understand. I understand. And I it's working out, seen, right? It's working I would out. Have seen, I would have rather seen Frederick Anderson in the first round too, but they know their goaltender. So I, I don't think it was a mistake, but, you know, Auntie Ronta had a bad game to put Anderson in the game. Mm -hmm. He comes in, he closes out that first round series, and he plays great in game one against the Devils. 917 save percentage and a 2.49 goals against in his career of 55 postseason game steal. He took way too much unfair heat in the Toronto market as a goaltender who couldn't get it done. He wasn't the reason that those teams couldn't get out of the first round. And we don't need to go back down that avenue. We're going to talk a lot more about Leafs next week. But here's the thing. Freddie's been solid in his career. I think this is going to come down to the goaltenders. And very quickly, before maybe we head to break, I don't know, we're going to come back and talk about the Oilers and big-time bets and the Knights, of course. But there's just a lot of parallels I'm starting to see between these series. And that's what I wanted to mention because, yes, we're talking about who should start for the Devils. I think we're clear on that. We're going to talk about who should start for the Oilers. But also the other thing that I saw from both teams, that one game ones here that we're talking about before we talk about everything else, the balanced attacks. Look at that Vegas Golden Knights balance attack, the balance attack on the Carolina Hurricane side. So some of these parallels are starting to be eerily similar, and maybe that means these are the teams that are built to win. I don't know. Just throwing that out there. We're going to come back if you're okay. Let's. I'll go to break here, and we'll come back and talk about the Oilers and Golden Knights. But I think we're about to see maybe a bit of a goaltending duel in that Hurricanes and, sorry, Hurricanes and Devils series, and I think I might be betting some unders tease to the bets at the end of the show today's episode is brought to you by ebay motors and for a championship team it's all about making sure every player is the perfect fit and it's the exact same when it comes to your vehicle every part needs to fit just right so the next time you need parts and accessories head over to ebay motors with ebay guaranteed fit you can be sure every part fits right the first time round 
Just add to your ride in my garage and look for the green check to know the part will fit or your cash back. Because just like in sports, confidence is the name of the game. And when you shop at eBay Motors with over 122 million parts to choose from, you'll be back in the game in no time. After all, it's easy to bring home a win when the right parts are guaranteed. Get the right parts, the right fit, the first time round, and the right prices on ebaymotors.com. Let's ride eBay guaranteed fit only available to U.S. customers. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget we are free and available on your favorite podcast platforms, including YouTube. So make sure you hit the subscribe, hit the follow button, leave us a review on Apple and Spotify as well. We appreciate all the feedback. And don't be afraid to leave any comments on the YouTube channel or DM us at uh, LO underscore fantasy NHL on Twitter. Reach out to our personals as well. If you have any, if you want any advice, any questions, or just want to connect with us, we appreciate all the feedback, like I said. But yeah, let's get over Agreed, to the Vegas Golden Knights, Edmonton Oilers. Mm. We will get to big time bets at the end of the episode. But yeah. I want to throw it over to you first because I know appreciate you're that. you're more on this team than I am for the Edmonton Oilers. You're more on with Stuart yep. Skinner. And yeah. it looks like that he's starting to feel the pressure a little bit. Like you said, a well-balanced attack from that forward group and forward core for the Vegas Golden Knights. Not even just the forward group, even the defensemen jumping in on the plays as much as possible. It seems like Stuart Skinner's feeling it a little bit. I think that's a fair thing to be said, Steele. And there is going to be pressure coming along with your first postseason opportunity to be that Mm -hmm. guy. Um, Unfortunately... I think there's one thing we know about Jack Campbell. If we know anything, he does not perform well under pressure. (laughs) And mentally, he's a guy that lets the game and the emotions get to him. He said it himself. This isn't me creating a false narrative. And unfortunately, I agree with you. But you got to go back to Skinner because he's already proven to be the better goaltender, in my opinion, No disrespect to Jack Campbell, even though I don't know how much respect he's earned, to be honest. He's a number two. He's a solid number two. He's a good option. He can go on a streak for you if your top guy goes down. But I know Skinner has been rough steel. He's going to bounce back in a big way. 883 save percentage is ugly. Mm -hmm. 3.68 goals against is ugly, and he's got to be a lot better. And I'll leave it at this before I throw it back to you. I mentioned the balanced attack on Vegas. Credit due. And credit due to the front office for two reasons. Barbashev, great addition at the deadline. Already paying off in spades. And let's how about let's circle back on something that you have said at length. So credit due to you. Jack Jack Eichel is really starting to show that he can be a clutch performer. And I think you were going to mention that anyway. So we'll leave that take for you. Credit due to the front office. Yes, the players are getting it done on the ice, but this is now the GM and the president. Uh, I think it's McPhee still in there, still getting it done. They need some credit too because all these pieces are working. And what's the proof in the pudding? How many goalies have they been playing this year? Five? And all of them have been pretty good? GM, front office, credit due. And the Oilers need a big-time performance from Stuart Skinner, and they waste Leon Dreisaitl's four-piece. Yeah, that was absolutely incredible to watch in itself. Just crazy back-to-back nights. Joe Pavelski goes out, scores four goals for the Dallas Stars. Next night, Leon Dreisaitl. This playoff has been amazing. It's been unreal. I think I I heard them say that it was the first time ever in the regular or postseason 
that two yeah. players scored four Amazing. goals back to back and both teams lost just incredible in itself that four player uh two players scored four goals each and then still lost the game in that fashion so kind of weird but yeah i've been a crazy playoff so far and you know i will get to my take on you know jack campbell and Stuart skinner but honestly just Please. from what i saw from the edmonton Oilers overall from that game it was a yeah. horrific effort in the defensive zone the entire game. Mm. Some of the worst man-on-man mm-hmm. -man coverage I've seen all year long. The, the, the defensemen uh, were giving players so much time and so much space when entering the zone. Nobody was boxing out uh, Ivan Barbashev on his goal in front of the net. He was just standing there by himself. You could, you, There was no one around mm. him within three feet. So yeah. I, I didn't like the defensive play from everybody for Good the Edmonton point. Oilers. I thought overall – terrible team effort but mm -hmm. you and i are gonna have a goalie problem here again i'm actually i i think okay i think a jay woodcroft is smart he goes with J jack campbell in that for, for game two and i understand i understand that it's a difficult situation because jack campbell the contract that you signed him to he's not living he didn't live up to the expectations in the regular season obviously yeah, Stuart okay. skinner has been the guy so far this playoffs but Campbell does have the he does have more experience than Skinner, and I understand that when you've got a guy who struggled as much as Jack Campbell, and now you've got Skinner, who you already listed off the stats: an 8.83 save percentage, a 3.68 goals against average in seven games in the playoffs. Yeah. It's not good, so it's a difficult decision to pan out who you're going to go with. Oof. And I'm not trying yeah. to I'm not I'm not going to go in length for this debate with you because I get it. it's a difficult no, decision. No. But I would yeah, know Jack Campbell because he has that more experience. And from what I've seen from Stuart Skinner, especially from that game one, mm. is when you need your goalie the most to make a big save or come up in the clutch. Again, this goes back to how bad they were in the defensive zone. He just wasn't there. You go back. The Edmonton Oilers scored the first goal of the game. Not even mm. two minutes later, Vegas ties it up. And then you go to the third period. Edmonton is down 3-2 to enter the third period. Leon scores his hat-trick goal. Not even two minutes go by. And it's back up. The Vegas Golden Knights are back up by two goals, and they're up 5-3. So you need your goalie to bounce back or keep you in the game, especially once you've tied the game or you're in the lead. And he just hasn't been that all series long or all postseason long. Um, so for me, I would go with Jack Campbell. And then again, on top of that, one of the biggest liabilities for the Edmonton Oilers right now is Vincent DeHarnay. He has been the worst defenseman in the playoffs the entire postseason so far, and it's not even a question. Yeah, and the pro here's a few things, and this is why I'm going to disagree with you just for this reason. One, he's Skinner's been the better goalie far and away the whole season, and if you're talking about needing a big save, you're right, but Jack Campbell has not been the guy to give that to him all year, and I don't have any confidence in that his ability to do that right now. Your lack, of, last... your lack of confidence in Jack Campbell is the same lack of confidence I have in Stuart Skinner. Like you and I feel the same that's, way, just for different. The thing goal is, though, that's but that that's weird because how clear in a way Skinner has been so much better over the whole year. And look, you pointed out the main reason why probably some of those numbers are inflated: Cody Cece, DeHarnay, Kulak. They've been awful steal. So, look, maybe they need to switch it up. That might not be a bold take. But at the end of the day, this is the main reason why you don't do this. Because if you do, you're sewering any confidence Skinner had, and you have to ride with Campbell. 
After that, you have to ride with Campbell. You can't flip back and forth with how fragile, clearly, this goaltender is. I just think here's the problem, main problem. Connor McDavid's got to start to score goals. This is how this team wins, and the power play needs to be better. We talked about it at the onset of the series. The number one power play going against what? I think they were the 16th best PK. That's where it really falls. I think maybe the goaltending situation might be a bit more subjective. I just really don't have that confidence in Jack Campbell. I don't know why you do all of a sudden, but it's going to be a great game too. And I think the Oilers just need to play a lot better. Yeah. And moving forward for game two as well. One other thing I saw and realized and from watching sports center and sports Center and all of those other, uh, you know, highlights to get your highlights. Um, Jay Woodcroft needs to stop screwing around. Um, you know, Ryan Rashog, you know, who covers the Edmonton. I don't Oilers. like Jay Woodcroft, by the way. He, Just me. Personally. I don't know. Something, something bugs me about him, but the way he's Thank been you. coaching the last couple of games has not been it for me. You go back to what we saw mm. in the first round series against the LA Kings and how they mm. practice. And that, you know, even going back to the last few practices before game one is they had mm. Leon Dreisaitl and Connor McDavid playing on the same line together. Right, they right. had them playing yeah. together on a line in practice two days straight. And then the start of game one, you have Leon Dreisaitl and you've got Connor McDavid on separate lines. So you're mix and matching the lines from what they were practicing yeah. with. But Why to, are you to be, to be fair. Yeah. That's, that doesn't make sense. I agree. Uh, maybe it's like a tactic to try and throw off the opposition. I don't know, but all year they were playing separate and they played amazing. Yeah. So I don't know why you're trying to tinker with it. I'm fully agreeing with you. Jay Woodcroft comes right from the AHL to the NHL. What's he in his third season, second third, season, third season, third season. I'm not the biggest fan, but I don't think I'm going to pin that game one performance on Woodcroft completely. Although it's a caveat. And I think at the end of it all steel, and I'd like you to take us to break so we can talk about, we got bets for Friday and for Saturday people stay tuned. I got a big flip, triple dip. My first one of the postseason for Saturday's action. But honestly, I think it's just, it comes down to McDavid for me. I don't mean to sound like a simple Simon over here. It's just, he could be so much better. And you got Boisaw holding it down, and I just think he's ripe for the picking. You know what I'm saying? Let's, like, pepper that guy with even just one Euler makes one other goal. That game could go the other way. Like, yeah. you totally, if you're dry sidle in the locker room, you're like, boys, what else do I got to do here? Uh, I, I get that, but I'm going to I'm gonna correlate this to the NBA and Steph Curry Ooh, in the good playoffs. Word. Good word. When, you, when you've got Steph Curry in the playoffs, and I'm seeing it right now with the Lakers, they're double teaming every day. When you've got the best point guard in True. the league and you're out going up against them. I actually like the Lakers in that series. I, I like the Lakers as well, side note. I'm yeah. with you there. But when you've got the best Thank player you. in the series, you've got to double team him. You've got to put the pressure on him. And that's what the mm -hmm. Vegas Golden Knights mm -hmm. and LA Kings did mm -hmm. have done so well. So I don't think it good has point. to be Connor McDonald. Like, yeah, obviously you would love Connor McDavid to score some more goals, but he's setting up his teammates well, still. He's doing great on the power okay. play. Fair. It's still, fair. He's still getting it done. And that's what's gonna that's what he has to do because he knows that he's gonna be covered majority of the game. He's not gonna get those great A chances. I think, yeah, he needs to do a little he needs to use a little bit more of his speed through the neutral zone like he did so well in the regular season. 
But oh that's goodness. why Leon yeah, Dreisaitl. That's why Dreisaitl is open so much because they're co- they're covering Connor McDavid. Good point. He's no, I'm here for guy, it. I'm here so for that. I, yeah, I don't. I'm here for I'm that. with you. He needs to score. You I would like love that point, to see Steel. him score a couple more goals, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. the whole team has to come together as a group offensively. And maybe it's just because I. It's the obvious take to say that if he could come through with a couple of those, these games have probably gone differently, and they might have gone through that first round a little quicker as well. Yeah. And I am invested in that Oilers team. I think I got a 40 future bet on that. That paid out like six or seven hundred. I'll post that on the Twitter account. Make sure you're following us on there. And like Steele said, hit us in the DMs, hit us in the comments. We're always looking for feedback. If you're on Spotify or Apple, make sure you drop that five-star review, baby. Yeah, and thank you guys so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Don't forget we are free and available on your favorite podcast platform, including YouTube. So make sure you go hit the subscribe, hit the follow button. We appreciate all you listeners every single day tuning into the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast show. And with that being said, let's get over to Big Time Bets, where the money is made. Mm-hmm. Flip, I heard you say you got a flip triple dip coming up. I yes, I, do. I hit my flip triple dip the other day in that Hurricanes-Devils game. Sebastian Ajo, anytime assist, under six Thank and you. a half. And Hurricanes on the money line, three for three mm, in that love game. That. So. Hurricanes and Devils again Friday night game two action. Yeah, yeah. Hurricanes at home. I'll throw it over to you, big guy. Yes. Who do you got? Appreciate and that. What's your picks? Well, I think that this Devils team has already far and away overachieved this year, and I mean it in the best kind of way. <laughs> Nobody expected them to be this good this quick. We knew it was coming. Yeah, we liked all those offseason additions, and I think it still boils down to. Hughes, he Hamilton, the eight, the triple H making their team as good as they've been by being yeah. healthy. And this team, I think is going to be a force to be reckoned with for a number of seasons in the Eastern conference anchored by those exact players and others. But I'm feeling the hurricanes to take the second game here. Steel. They're just a really good defensively first minded team and they're experienced. And I don't think this is one of those things where, like, this is just a simple cocktail. <laughs> getting good goaltending, a veteran. Defense is getting their points and stopping the opposition. And they're starting to get some balanced scoring from all the lines and the guys we thought they had to. Yemi. that's a key for me. And he's been pretty good the last couple of games. I'm going with the Hurricanes on the money line. You're also getting a really good price at minus 115. And I got one more pick, but I'll throw it back over to you for your thoughts on that one. Yeah, no, I'm with you in that situation as well. I, I think I think the first thing and the only thing you really have to look at is the Hurricanes are playing at home. They're so good at home in the postseason. That's so all good. you have to worry about, really. I think they sent a message in game one as I, well. I, they're not playing around, and they're ready for the conference championship already. I, I think that too. And you know what? I don't want to you know give any doubt towards the Devils at all because that's no yeah oh yeah agreed. going back to the first agreed. round because they they got smoked in the first two games five one and then came back and they and beat won. a really good rangers and they did team. and the rangers obviously just played like garbage as well like yep. so yep. you know anyways yep. hurricanes at home yeah, anyways hurricanes at home on the money line i'm there with you i've also got the under in this game i'm with you in that situation yes, as sir. well go under six and a half it was under six yes. and a half game one I think yep. it could pretty much be almost the same outcome, maybe a 4-2 instead of a 5-1. Nonetheless, mm-hmm. go the under. 
And then I've actually got a Jack Hughes anytime goal for my lock of the night. I think he Ooh. needs to be a lot better than what we saw in game one. I think it's a bit bold, I, but I, I like think it. He realizes that too. And he had his chances. He had a few mm. chances, but I think Jack yeah. Hughes is going to step up in a big way for the Devils. This is a little fantasy sidebar because I've been already kind of digging into some options for my team next year, Steel. Mm -hmm. And I don't mean to give away things because I know some of my opposition like to listen in on my episodes and then they like to send me a trade offer for the players <laughs> I've talking spoken about. Little in the wobbly plop hour, you know, 7 p.m. Eastern to 10 p.m. Eastern when that first wave of games are on. So I don't want to give away too much. But I really think Jack Hughes is on the cusp of being – I could see him leading the league in points, Steele, if he can stay healthy. He's just such a good, talented skater, and I know that's a tall task. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway, let's not go down that route just yet. But I'm with you on Jack Hughes has to respond because when he's on his game, he's his skating ability is what really turns me on about this player. And I think he is a special one. But if this Jersey team wants any shot at beating this good – balance Carolina team Hughes is going to need to go on a heater I think he probably will have to offensively those are the picks for Friday night Saturday night though Saturday Edmonton Oilers Vegas Golden Knights getting the extra night off that's the only game for Saturday so one game Friday one game Saturday yep. Vegas Golden Knights yep. and the Edmonton Oilers yes sir I honestly I don't even know for game two because I, okay. I have the would you like me to take it away you take it away you take it away okay Hit me with your honest opinion on this because I'm with you, Steele. Um, this is going to be a game, seven-game series, I think. And what I also wanted to say is I think this is clear in a way the two best teams in the Western Conference, and I'm kind of confident in whoever takes this series being that team to represent the West uh, because they are both really good for, both, for different reasons. Anyway. Alluded to it at length. Connor McDavid's got to be anytime goal. That's on the that's on my triple dip, and that is not my lock of the night, but it was very close to being. I think he's going to get himself a special night because he real they can't squander this opportunity here, Steele. They really, really can't. And you know, McDavid's got to be huge. If they could take a game in Vegas, swing the momentum and Massive. come home, it, exactly. So give me McDavid anytime goal. Second pick. I think it's going to be over again. Look, Laurent Bossard has been holding it down, but this could easily be a game where I think I see another 5-4, 6-4, Both goalies for the Edmonton Oilers have had their issues this year, especially Stuart Skinner of late. Whoever's in that cage, I see the Edmonton goalie giving up. What do you think is fair to say? At least two or three. So that means over six and a half easily. My lock of the night, though, I think the Oilers respond. I think they respond in a big way, and you're going to get a really good odd for the Oilers, especially because they're on the road. Maybe it's because I'm invested, Steele, <laughs> but that's the triple dip. McDavid, anytime goal, over six and a half, and lock of the night, Oilers on the money line. I, I have to stay away from them. Like, I have the Oilers in six, but I, I'm staying away from the money line on this one because the Vegas Golden Knights just looked really good, and I think both goalies mm. obviously struggled in game one, but Vegas just looked so good. Their depth charts were crazy. Look, I'm look. I'm going to stay away from the money line okay. in this game. I'll let, go off. I, go I'm going to stay yeah, away off. from the money line in this game. I really don't know. I don't know who's going to win game two. Okay. Fair. So Fair. I'm with you on the over. It's going to be over six and a half. I mm. like that pick mm. as well. Whether Fair. it's Stuart Thank Skinner you. or Jack Campbell, you could probably, probably punch in that it's going to be over three goals for them. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, over six and a half for Vegas and Edmonton game. But I've got two player props. Number one, 
Nice. Evan Bouchard, anytime assist. He's been oh, lighting man. up the lamp, setting up the teammates on the power play. He's got 10 assists so far this mm. postseason. That's actually so good. He led the uh led the team in ice time. Yeah, by the no, way, he's been well, he's been he great won. so far this postseason. Definitely yeah, a guy who's gonna four minutes head up time. the fantasy draft next year. So that's actually yes. my lock of the night. But my second pick, um, and this one is a little bit more bold. So the juices, the odds uh are probably Woo. juiced up all the way. But Ryan Nugent Hopkins needs to step up his game as well. He has zero right. goals, four assists yeah, so far this true. postseason. True. I think he finally buries his first one of the playoffs. I think game two, those those players who are still stars but not named Connor McDavid and Leon Dreisaitl, I think Nugent Hopkins, I think Evander Kane needs to be a little bit better, and Zach Hyman. Those guys surrounded by Dreisaitl McDavid are going to step up in a big way. So I've got Bouchard anytime assist, Nugent Hopkins anytime goal, and over six and a half in that Vegas Edmonton game. I totally agree with everything that you're saying, and I think at the end of the day, now that we are in this second round, I, I and I, I, this is probably something that's been said on TV before, so I'm really not trying to take it as something <laughs> that's an original one. Game two is like the most pivotal game, in my opinion, that can really turn the tide of a series that seems to be going one way or another. You know, we don't know what's going to happen in game two for the Toronto Maple Leafs. And I think that this is really going to be pivotal for them as well. We're going to talk about Leafs. We got lots more coming up next week. I think Steele and I are going to have to get a couple of special guests on next week as well. Yes, Switch it up a little bit. We got bets. And you know we're going to start teeing up next season's draft deal because we're going to break down every position. We're going to break down rookies, veterans, and every single angle that you need to rule your pool. So make sure you keep it locked and tapped to the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast. Yes, sir. And we'll also have some fantasy player grades as well in the offseason. Yes, Grading deal. some future and current fantasy players. Yes. And thank you so much for making the Locked On Fantasy Hockey Podcast your first listen every single day. Make sure to Tuning in Monday through Friday, 7 o'clock in the morning Eastern time is when you can find our episodes. And again, thank you so much tuning in for today's episode and every single day. Have a great day. Good luck with all your bets out there. And we shall see you back here again on Monday. Peace.